Welcome to Ground Up, a podcast about propelling entrepreneurship in Uganda. Brought to you by UEEI, the Uganda Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Initiative. I'm your host, Hamna Makajo. And I'm your host, Faye Kakai. Tune in every Monday for engaging one-on-one discussions. We'll be talking to a variety of entrepreneurs, support organizations, as well as hosting solution panels tackling specific topics on the ecosystem in Uganda. Welcome to Ground Up. Today we're talking to an ecosystem actor. We have a very special guest with us in the studio today. She's the BNI National Director and her name is Diana Ninsima Chibuka. Um, she'll introduce herself better shortly. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, as a reminder, do subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Welcome, Diana. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, Faye. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Diana. I am a mother of two, an 11-year-old son and a six-year-old son. Yeah. I'm a lawyer by training, but uh, today I'm going to be talking about Business Network International, where I'm a national director for Uganda, and uh, it's given me the opportunity to meet amazing business owners, entrepreneurs across the country. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So outside the work that you do at BNI, which we're going to delve into shortly, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and particularly what are you passionate about? What drives you as an individual? Uh, so outside the work that I do at BNI, I mentioned I'm a lawyer. I've been involved in um, working with the women lawyers um, part of the Uganda Law Society. I'm also a leader at Project Girls for Girls Uganda. And that has also led me to work with women. I must confess I have uh, four sisters and uh, that has uh, meant that I'm very passionate about helping women succeed. And uh, But my passions are really traveling. I have climbed Kilimanjaro. I love um, nice. dancing salsa and other Latin dances and reading. I love pets as well. And I have two dogs. And yeah. um, what drives me? Uh, one, connecting people, and uh, why connecting people allows us to co-create and to create immense possibilities um, through the because of our different experiences. So that's that's what I, that's what drives me. Yeah, wow, awesome. Um, so tell us about BNI. What is BNI? Um, what do you do? And and what is BNI all about? BNI is Business Network International. It's part of a global organization, which is in 74 countries, but it started in the United States. And BNI is 37 years old. So what do we do? We bring business owners together. And in that space, we share with them how to network effectively to build business relationships. And these business relationships translate into business referrals for the respective business owner. And uh, what that means, Faye, is that uh, if I meet a baker today and I meet uh, somebody who's a plumber, I can actually introduce them to my network, to my friends, to my family, mm-hmm. and uh, this will help them grow their referrals. But to do that, I must first know the baker and I must trust the baker that that baker will deliver on the product and service. And so in this BNI ecosystem, in Uganda, we have over 200 business owners who meet weekly in different spaces and they build relationships, which relationships help them sh- uh, generate business referrals for each other. 
and across the world it's over 290,000 members in over 10,000 chapters. Wow, so are you is the Uganda uh, BNI ecosystem do they also benefit from the networks that are international and in the other countries as well? Yes, they do. And um what happens is that all the BNI members across the world are connected are using an e-portal which is called BNI Connect mm. so anybody in BNI across the world can connect with another BNI member but practical ways in which members in Uganda have benefited mm. is uh many times when they're looking to export or import um goods yeah. and services they have been able to tap into the BNI global ecosystem and uh, get services and products at a much reduced price and also and and more efficiently and from trusted suppliers and similarly people who are coming in from outside Uganda and they come and find that there's BNI Uganda here they look for suppliers and uh, people who can meet their and service providers in within the BNI ecosystem one example um is a uh, bake for me the the the, the baking school and the bakery they have been able to develop um a network of suppliers directly in China in Dubai in Nairobi and this has cut down their costs tremendously but also within the BNI ecosystem locally they've been able to connect with a distributor who who supplies some of their local some of their products like mm-hmm. baking butters and again this has slashed down their cost because they cut out the middleman and they're able to reach the person they're looking for and of course this has enabled them to grow. Yeah. Oh well, wow. so so BNI is primarily a networking organization like you've you've mentioned and I you've already ta- talked about some of the benefits uh, through the referrals and through the the network that you have both local and global. Um are there any other ways in which small businesses are benefiting and I guess my question is why is networking specifically so important for a small business? Faith the first thing I'll say that um once you're alone you're exposed to many elements and also they say in the council in the presence of many you have good counsel mm-hmm. so the first and critical thing with networking is that if you're networking with business owners like the way we do in BNI you will find business owners who've had similar challenges who have overcome those challenges and who can help you how to teach you how to navigate through um, what you're going through today. An example I can give, we had a business owner who joined a, a, with a cleaning company and she was able to get mentoring from other business owners who have been in the cleaning business for 20 years plus and this helped her scale up much faster. Another reason why networking is important, especially for business owners, is that you need to have a guaranteed way to grow your business and networking allows you to tap into the 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 family groups the alumni groups the networks of other people that you network with mm-hmm. uh, what does that mean that um if i'm using the services of a baker today it means my family is exposed to that baker and their friends are exposed to to that baker and as a as a business owner who's talking about your business in spaces you're not and many times this is your client but how about if you're able to you know triple the growth rate of your clients through networking and BNI has shown that it's possible but the last um, benefit that i have found that members experience especially in BNI is one they find a team of advisors 
in the same room you will have um tax advisors auditors financial advisors lawyers and they come together and support each other as they go through you know the daily challenges of running businesses yeah. and uh, many times this advice is given over and above And lastly, uh I come from that part of the country where we keep adding yeah. lastly. <laughs> but but uh, this the last one is that BNI also offers an e-learning platform for business owners. Okay. And we've had testimonies from business owners like John Mugenzi of Imagine Me, Kahil Patricia of Kahil Insights, and what they say is that BNI allowed them to grow their business by giving them BNI learning portal allowed them to get new ideas on how to grow their business and how to make pitches on how to show up and this has grown their business with with their existing clients yeah so is there a particular way in which you select the members for example so you you talk about having different access to different prof- professional um uh, professions like let's say tax so you know in legal uh, con- consults and things like that so how do you ensure that members are getting that that right mix of um exposure and knowledge sharing okay so bni members meet in groups which we call chapters and in each chapter you will find a specific uh, profession or business represented what that means is that we don't allow competition in the room mm-hmm. so if there's one lawyer doing tax there'll be and one lawyer doing a commercial practice and then one baker one contractor for civil works one contractor for electrical works and when people visit a bni meeting they are given the opportunity to apply so when they apply the members in the existing chapter will review their application on the basis of is this person able to deliver a product or service that is actually reliable and credible mm. and once that has been ascertained you given you're invited to join and once you join you lock out your competition because in that space no one else in your business category can join and so you're able to do business freely openly and with people you trust in a space which doesn't threaten your uh, business in terms of competition and um and fear of sabotage yeah oh that's interesting so you're a woman of many hats you're a lawyer by profession that you mentioned and i know there's a lot of other work that you do different boards that you sit on what led you on this specific journey of um being the national director for this network and how has bni shaped you as a leader Uh, it's a very interesting story. The person who told me about BNI, I met through uh the legal practice and uh I was helping an organization that he was work with, working with, set up in Uganda, but uh, in that process he was able to ask me for different kinds of uh advice outside of the legal space and I was able to provide him with the right contacts and so he said to me one day he said you are BNI and I said what is BNI and he said it's a networking organization and a red flag sort of popped up and I was like no I don't do networking <laughs> uh-huh. but he said no you're very good at connecting people and I recommend that you 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 don't visit Nairobi And so I flew to Nairobi Kenya to experience this thing called Business Network International and when I got there I saw business owners doing business in a in a safe environment where they were trusting each other they were passing each other business and they were recognizing each other for the business that they had received 
So I then think to, I I thought to myself I must start this in Kampala Uganda so I come back to Kampala very excited and my idea was to bring business owners together in a room help them set up and then go back into legal practice and uh I remember people used to tell me that no you know in Uganda uh it's not like Kenya Kenyans are hard working in Uganda no you know no business owner is going to get up and help another get business they're not as giving but i knew what i knew and yeah. uh, and so i knew that ugandans are people who are generous with their time with their resources and i knew that we're heavily networked as well so i th- i was sure it would work and so i persisted and uh, and started my first group in 2015 but as i said the idea was not to go into bni yeah. just to let them get on with it and but why did i stay it's because in that first group of about 25 members there was a business which was done where um one member sold a, a, a product to another member of over of over 1 million US dollars mm-hmm. these guys had just met in bni but this business was a game changer that that the product that was sold which was a printing a big printing press yeah. was a game changer for the for the business that bought it because it allowed them to diversify it gave them new birth they were able to bring on board 15 new employees there was sort of new life and i saw that it was a bigger picture that if i if i help business owners grow yeah their businesses that the ecosystems in which they operate will thrive mm. and these ecosystems mean the employees will thrive the people who they buy supplies from will benefit the people who they ultimately deliver a product or service to will benefit because of the quality of this person's business improving and so it was a sort of a light bulb moment for me as seeing that i had been able to bring those two together by starting bni and so we have now been seven years and every year every day almost there's yeah. a, a story which just warms my heart because i think to myself that if i had not brought this if i had not started this ecosystem yeah. these amazing businesses would not be able to collaborate would not be able to find the best partner to work with and would not be able to grow in the way that they're growing yeah so so that's what drives me <laughs> Nice. And you mentioned it being a, a game changer for the person that bought uh, that product but also yes. for the one that sold it, you know, because it's additional business for them. Yes. There's something you mentioned. Um you said it was a red flag at the, at the beginning. Why why was that? Why what was the perception of, of networking or networking organizations? So my initial perception of networking was really pyramid schemes. Mm. And sometimes people do ask that question that is BNI a pyramid scheme and I'm like no. Mm. Or in BNI what are we selling and I'm like no you're not selling anything you're here to talk about your business you're here to help people understand your business and uh, so for me it was a red flag because I said to myself what does he want to get me into uh, okay <laughs> i get it so that's that's one of the misconceptions i guess yes. that people have are there any other miscon- misconceptions people have about you know BNI or, or networking business networking Um what are they and uh, maybe you could demystify them for our listeners. Thank you. Uh one misconception people have is they think that one meeting is enough. Mm-hmm. Um first of all in networking you must be intentional about who you're meeting and why you're meeting them. One tip I would give people is don't ask don't tell people what they should do for you mm-hmm. but rather ask people what you can do for them. 
and uh and and the, so the big myth is that if i meet you once fay mm. now i you're in my network and because you i've met you once you should be able to do a b c d for me it yeah. doesn't work that way um the second misconception is that um if you show up and hand around business cards enough people will remember you for your business card and they will give you business it doesn't work like that and what i will say is that in the best way to network is to understand who you're looking for use your personal network people who know you and trust you to make introductions to the person you're trying to reach because they lend you their credibility so if a friend of yours introduced me to you and said you know Diana is a great lawyer yeah. I borrow their credibility as I come into that space yeah. and uh, that last thing I'll say is that building effective networking is all about relationships mm. begin investing in the relationships even if you go for a mixer mm. even if you go and meet people for the first time ask for a coffee ask for you know a follow up uh, lunch pay for it when you get there you know don't be like because i met fay i expect her now to i want to know her, i want to tell her about my business i'm inviting her for coffee she you know invite her for coffee pay for it and tell her learn what she does and then be able to explain to her how you she would benefit from working with you so yeah. that 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 is really the biggest misconception that if i see you the first time and now you're in my phone book or i have your business card i'm indebted i'm i'm sorry i'm compelled to or obliged mm. to open up my business network to you and do favors for you and help you yeah, yeah. the people neglect how important building trust is yeah which is something at you i you know we are really spending a lot of time on and we can relate to that there's that trust yes. that needs to be built so i know you're passionate about leadership you know as well and yourself as a leader Um you talked about how BNI has shaped you but why do you believe that leadership is critical for small businesses? Uh John Maxwell says that uh, a leader's lead mm-hmm. is sort of where the followers will stop and I say that a leader's lead is where the business um will 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 sort of the, the business will hit a ceiling at the leader's lead lead LID uh, LID mm-hmm. So what uh, a business owner has to think about is how can I grow as a person? How can I expose myself? Um what opportunities can I take up? They may not be paid opportunities, but uh to serve and learn from other people. How self-aware am I? Because many times our opportunities are limited not because of our lack of capacity to deliver on the business side, but because of our lack of intuition, empathy, ability to connect with other people or we show up badly, you know, you show up and somebody cringes, I I don't want to do business with you. Uh and yet you have the right product or service to deliver. And uh so one way for example BNI shaped me is that it exposed me to a global audience. And uh in BNI I've been able to speak to over, you know, 5000 people at global conventions. and i have learned that um people want to connect with you they want to understand what you do and they want to help you they genuinely want to help you but they need to you need to give them the credit you know you need to build credibility with them but also working with a with a global audience has taught me that there's so many things we need to learn and uh critical you know i i'm i'm just saying it like entrepreneurs today need to be talking about fintech mm. how are they going to integrate these technologies into their business mm. 
for me also a digital using social media and digital platforms um has been a big one now in my business uh because your your clients we couldn't reach our clients physically in covid so how are you reaching them how are you talking to them how are they connecting with you and then um the last thing i will say is that um when you look at a business owner many times they've been shaped by different influences and sometimes you need to relearn new things drop you know old uh, beliefs and embrace new ideas and where is that happening in your life today mm-hmm. and if that is not happening you're going to sort of stay on a straight line path which is made really hit up you know an end mm-hmm. that you cannot um, come come through or climb over yes and yeah. and there's lots of information but somehow we're not challenging ourselves to get out there and and yet and uh, the the benefit of bni is that it exposes you to professionals in the different areas so that your learning curve is a shorter one mm. uh if you if i need to learn about coaching as a business leader now i have you know up over four coaches in bni who i can reach out to tap into their knowledge tap into their network and be able to learn faster than yeah. somebody who doesn't have that space That's awesome and and you know you mentioned you know BNI has been growing consistently over the years when you look at your numbers and I, I know you're not about 200 member organization so first of all congratulations on that growth it means that there really is value that people are getting and they're sharing you know with their networks and more coming on board um what success have, have you seen as a as a result of this growth what are some of the key achievements over the the, the seven seven years is it yes. yeah that you've been leading Okay so fast numbers uh in 7 years we have seen members pass business of over 76 billion Uganda shillings and for me as a, as a small Ugandan I'm so proud of that ecosystem because that 76 billion shillings translates into more job opportunities in businesses uh I was uh, one one time a, a member came up to me and said through BNI I've been able to grow my business and for the first time I've been able to get a passport for myself and my family and I'm going to take them on holiday the yeah. quality of living yeah. for some of those entrepreneurs has totally changed mm-hmm. uh other business owners have come to me and said you know I was so lonely in business I yes I had done 20 years I had I'm successful but having an ecosystem of trusted business advisors that I can leverage has been amazing Uh, another success is I've seen businesses grow from zero. Uh, one example I like to use is a catering company which came in and the, they had literally just opened their doors and through BNI now they turn over billions because they are able to serve a niche market and they're able to deliver a high quality of service because the BNI ecosystem opened up opportunities for them which they would not have had they stayed out there in the cold alone. Yeah. And uh that the last thing I'll say is about leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh because our chapters have a model where leadership is changed every six months. I have seen business owners who could not communicate come in, become eloquent speakers, mm-hmm. lead their teams to, you know, to to see numbers of business numbers increase and for me this has been so exciting because mm-hmm. people who previously could not lead themselves are now leading uh full teams and and have results to show for it and um and and the and and, and that for me 
know, yeah. really, really. Let's let's talk about that for a bit because um, you talk about you know people coming in and and they lack particular skills that are needed and then by the time you know they leave, I, not leave, but they've been in for a while, you see those growing. So, do you provide any other kind of um, support? Do you have programs where you actually offer leadership training or any other kind of business development support training to empower your members? Yes. So the most important training we give our leaders or and every member in BNI is presentation skills. Mm. And um the when when I talk about presentation skills these are crucial uh, crucial to any business owner who's dealing with anybody. And uh every week a member in BNI has an opportunity to talk about their business in 30 to 60 seconds. And trust me getting that right, mm. making that perfect peach is yeah, amazing pitch. exactly mm. and so you see members come in and they first fumble through and the mature members just like hit it on the nail every time and and you see growth of course once the members come in and then on the other part we we ask them to present their business so they make a deck of slides or they shoot a video or they talk about their business for 10 minutes and again there's training around this and many Many entrepreneurs will say this is the first time I'm being asked to do this. But guess what after some time they're so ab- they're able to make pitches to bigger organizations because of the confidence they've gained and the knowledge, the know-how that they have. Another uh, critical uh, training area that we have is uh, how to build teams with which you can collaborate. And in BNI we call them power teams. And what power teams refers to is business owners who serve a common client. So for example, an architect, a civil works contractor, electrical contractor, security company, carpenter, interior decorator all serve one client who's building a residential house. And what you find is that through our training specifically focused on helping individual businesses build teams with which they collaborate, we have seen businesses grow from doing small projects to being able to do four or five projects within the same window of time that it took them to do one mm-hmm. why because now they have a team yeah. now they're not alone and uh, this has been fundamental and this learning is on two sp- is in two spaces physically through our um, online channels mm-hmm. uh, and online i mean zoom training mm-hmm. and physical training mm-hmm. and then online through our bni university e learning portal And then the last one is we have specific leadership team training to help teams manage. Uh, so we have training for presidents who lead the chapters, membership committees which serve the teams. And all this together um, enables them to leverage on the experience. So we don't underestimate the experience every entrepreneur has, yeah. every business owner has, because they are leading in, in their businesses. So how do you harness those experiences and create a more concrete base for them to leapfrog mm-hmm. and become ex- uh, transformational leaders. Yeah, well, awesome. So, I mean, you've talked a lot about the success and the benefit, you know, is really clear, but we know it's it's never smooth sailing. There are always challenges and one who's been leading um this organization for for the time that you have. What are the major challenges that you face in the work that you do and I guess more importantly, how have you navigated them? Okay. Mm-hmm. In uh, in BNI we talk about the fact that networking is about farming and not hunting. Mm. So what you said it's about building trust, it's about um 
coming in expecting that people want to help you, but in turn you must help. So we talk about giver's gain. So one of the challenges has been having people who come into this space and they just want to take and uh, not want to give. And so sometimes those separations are painful because they keep saying, you know, I should have gotten more out of this than I did. And the question sometimes is, what did you give? Did you build relationships? Did you give people time to understand what you do? And the answer is no. The other challenge has been COVID. BNI used to be physical and it used to be an exciting space. You'd walk into a room, meet people, and we had to go online. Yeah. And uh, of course, Uganda was shut down for two years. So we were online for two years. We're now beginning to transition, part physical, part online. But uh, the truth is the online um, environment, some people didn't have access the to same. internet. So it began to cut out some kinds of businesses. But also the some businesses were impacted, businesses which were in events were impacted and they dropped off. Um, events, construction, some of them, some of them dropped off. So the the last challenge is uh, I think helping people understand that their expectations, and when you come into BNI, this is what it promises, and yes, it has delivered mm. for for people, for many people. Mm. But the question is, what is expected of me, and what is expected of a member in a BNI um, in a BNI chapter? in Uganda and across the world, is you must be part of leadership. You must serve. You must learn because you're entering into a new space, a new ecosystem with new rules, and you must be able to learn. And uh, some people, for some people, that learning curve is too, too strong, yeah, too high too for steep. them, too yeah. steep for them to go yeah. over. And then the last one is, of course, you must be a giver. And for us, that means you must be able to open up your networks. You must be able to bring your experiences and share them and use them in this space. And you must be really a business owner who can deliver credibly. We've had some uh, mishaps with people who have failed to deliver on yeah. for goods and services that yeah. they received money for. Yeah. But um, it's it's tough, but it, it happens. And uh, we have to deal with those situations as well. Yeah. Okay, well, so um, you published a report in uh, 2018 and which identified some of the binding constraints. You know, speaking of, you know, you were talking about the ecosystem earlier and some of these things were, you know, access to capital, policy and regulatory issues, uh, the skilling gap as well in our entrepreneurial ecosystem. From your experience, because you work with different businesses, different entrepreneurs, what are the major gaps that exist and what do you believe needs to be done to close them or okay. to begin closing them? The first one is access to finance. I, I think the major gap to that one, we need a certain level of uh, fi- people in financing who are providing debt for, for, or, or equity mm. for these businesses to grow. Many times when I look at actors in Uganda, you know, they're, they're looking to lend at very high interest rates or they're looking to invest, but they want big ticket, 500K and above. Mm. But you have a, a real story is a, there's a dentist who joined BNI and he needed just enough money to keep the, the, the doors open mm. in terms of paying rent. Mm. And uh, I was able to, at that point, uh, make an introduction to one of the lenders in the market who focuses on entrepreneurs. Mm. And he was able to get that rent margin. But as time grew, he has been able to expand. He's moved offices. He has a team of dentists working for him now. But if he had not been able to keep his doors open, he would not have been able to uh, to be where he is today. The second thing when it comes to debt is can we, can we 
be creative about the the the, the solutions we offer many times you'll not you'll not find uh, small businesses getting overdraft facilities which enable them to sort of run or if they do they are very again high interest and so many times they're going to for money la- they go and meet money lenders whose cost of in- of credit is even higher yeah. so what kind of facilities can we build around the overdraft you know my kamani is coming is a typical comment mm, that most entrepreneurs I'm expecting <laughs> some kamani <laughs> yeah. you know so how do we bridge that gap in a safe in a, in a way that is safe and it's not costing them so we need innovative products Um the other big one um that is compliance I, and I think also it comes from my legal um and uh, compliance is cheap but there's so many misconceptions mm. first is that if I register with URA they're coming after me they're just mm. going to they're going to hound me you know mm. uh that misconception needs to be addressed URA I think is not waking up every morning looking to hound people uh but comp- the the compliance is cheap in the sense that uh if you file if you update um if the regulators know what you're doing then they can just you know you you there compliance becomes expensive when you do not you know meet the compliance requirements so one i think sometimes it's a knowledge gap but mainly for the entrepreneurs i deal with it's dealing with those misconceptions and and fear real fear deep seated fear and then the other thing is the know how how do i do it many times they meet professionals who are not professionals So you have somebody who just has a tax office but he's not qualified to do that and uh, being able to access qualified and proven and verified uh, advisors especially in the tax sector customs you know is really crit- critical and I know of course the URA has a, a list of uh, regulated of approved tax advisors but again the cost then becomes a deter- determined for many people So if I was to focus on those I'd focus on those two but the third one which I'm finding is leadership again mm-hmm. because um most business owners you know they, they they their dreams are not big enough to absorb that 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 capital that most people want to put into them and when I talk about dreams I'll give an example that uh, there's a baker she's a professional she left a banking career mm-hmm. went into baking And from day one she was recruiting like you know how you can recruit for a fairly middle sized business mm. she had an accountant on board she had a marketing team she had and I kept wow. thinking to myself what is she doing but her plan was to do distribution across the country and she's doing that now mm. and now she told me I'm ready for equity or debt yeah she Because had the vision she from had the, the vision yeah so how do we get our leaders to entrepreneurs to dream because it's the path to that dream is what i think many people many actors in your ecosystem are trying to bridge the learning gap the finance gap you know but the dreaming gap and 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 making sure that as we dream as we envision that there's a roadmap through which you know that dream can be tested mm. yes so, so now the question is the how the how yeah. so what are your thoughts on that so for example something as something like dreaming and yes. uh and vision you know we have a lot of bds organizations mm. do you think that's enough do you think there's more that needs to be done I is think it the something content. that starts from um i think the, the content education? of those spaces needs mm. to change not mm. the education down mm. the content i've been fortunate to be in leadership learning hubs mm. and the conversation is is different mm. um from sort of the business development they, most businesses know how to run their business 
But the question is, you know, they, they are able to put that, uh, the ingredients to bake the cake. Yeah. The question is, how big does that cake have to be? Can they be given that space to co-create with others, to think about their whole value chain, mm. you know? What part do they play in it? What, what, part, what piece do they want? What niche? What target? And those all sound like or they already exist, but I think when I go for those programs for yeah. business development, it's like this is the workbook, work through it, finish. Work through it so there's no time to reflect. Mm. There's no time to bring back those ideas and uh, map them out yeah. and work with them to, to uh, you know, execution. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So speaking of, you know, working together and um, expanding vision, um, you know, one of the things we are passionate about is collective action, you know, coming together with a common objective to see how we can bring about some of these changes. So um, are there any partnerships or collaborations you're, you're involved in? Um, and what success have you seen as a result of, of that, if any? I've not been involved in uh, any partnerships locally, and I'm looking for partners. Mm. What am I looking for? I'm looking for partners who can provide uh, education around our growth, scaling up, <laughs> That, that's critical for most of the businesses which have been in BNI for two, three years. Um, the other thing is um, I'm looking for partners who are running business development spaces because with over 200 businesses, some of them 20 years, some of them, you know, one year, mm. there's a lot of learning that has that, that, that those different business that those, that those different groups have. How do we consolidate that? How do we share it? How do we disseminate it? We can be part of, um, of, of, of trial uh, pilot programs to see actually to map out an entrepreneur's journey. What are the hiccups? Those studies you mentioned. I'm looking for organizations which are doing studies mm. and to offer my team. I'm looking for organizations which are doing which are promoting skilling. Mm. I think that as BNI, uh, the ecosystem, there may be members who want to give back, mm. and how can we do that effectively by providing internships mm. opportunities? where people can come and learn. Mm. And uh, of course, I'm looking for um, angel investors, uh, people in the fintech space. Uh, some of these conversations should be had now because they're needed now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm open really to, to exploring opportunities um, with, with different partners and learning. Mm. Um, all I can say is that I have a team of entrepreneurs who are proving themselves every day mm. and uh, Let's have a conversation. Awesome. So how does someone uh, get in touch, someone who's listening and they want to see how to go about this partnership? Okay. You can uh, reach me on LinkedIn, mm. message me on LinkedIn, Diana Nisima Chibuka, or send me an email on uh, Diana, D-I-A-N-A, at bniuganda.com. Okay. Awesome. So just as we conclude... Um, what does the future look like for BNI? What does success look like? How do you define success at BNI? And where do you see the organization in, say, the next five years? So 5,000 strong business owners. Mm. This year, we're going into Mbarara and uh, Entebbe. And uh, the dream is to have BNI in every corner of Uganda. And what that will mean is uh, leveraging each of us to reach out to our networks in those places and talk about an opportunity to network across Uganda, across Africa, and across the world. Uh, success for me is really 
trusted business owners, credible business owners doing business with business uh, other trusted business owners and uh, learning together and growing together. Mm. And growth means both for me both personal and business numbers. Okay. And um it's important to us that we surface, you know, the activity. Are there any interesting events or anything that you'd like to point our listeners to that's coming up? Yes. Uh yeah. So the first one is we have a physical meeting at Stone Stonehaven in Kololo this Tuesday, 29th, okay. 6:30 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. Uh, the second, and then you meet BNI members. We're doing a sort of what you call a mixer, uh, yeah. a, a, an event. The second is that this year we're going to be celebrating seven years, and we're going to have a BNI Expo. Mm. It will be in uh, end of May, and uh, we will be sending out blasts, flyers, and invitations uh, to different partners. And would love for anyone listening to watch out for that on our social media platforms, BNI Uganda. Okay. And uh, yes, those are the two main events. Okay, and if someone is, if there's a business out there that wants to join this network, wants to join a chapter, what's the the process for applying? How does that work? Okay, mm. I would recommend that you go to bni dot com. That's the global platform, and find a chapter in Kampala. We have chapters meeting on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So as a business owner listening in or as a, someone who wants to experience what it is like to be part of BNI yeah. if you log in you will find the right chapter at the right time 6:30 a.m. 8:30 a.m. you'll be able to log in on Zoom or if there's a physical event you'll be informed of the physical event and the other option is just uh, message me uh, Diana Nsima Chibuka on my LinkedIn or email me Diana at bniuganda.com. All right. Thank you, Diana. Uh, before we conclude again, I'm like you, finally, finally, finally. Are there any uh, parting thoughts or um, final words that you would like to share? Uh, for a business owner that is operating outside of an ecosystem, I will uh, strongly strongly encourage you to to come into an ecosystem, you know. We truly are stronger together. And uh, coming from a family of a total of 10 siblings, trust me. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um you can weather the, the difficult times together better. Mm. Uh as a leader, the one thing that I will say to other leaders in the entrepreneurial space, it starts with you. Uh what you believe you can achieve and uh, what are you telling yourself? How um I remember everybody told me B and I would never work, you know. Mm. And uh but but it was one day small steps and here we are um mm. uh, 76 billion because I was resilient enough to silence the voices outside and your own voice as well sometimes. yes sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what what are you telling yourself uh but be very very intentional about believing your dream because you will you will achieve it if you set your eye and keep going and and grow and grow yourself Yeah, thank you so much Diana. Thank, thank you. you for the conversation and the insights that you've shared. And I will be looking out to wish you all the best. I I find I think it's exciting that you're expanding to other regions outside Kampala. Um and so yeah, we wish you the very best from ground up. Thank you so much. Tune into Ground Up every Monday. Subscribe and share this content if you find it useful. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.